what what topic welcome to passionate world radio talk network educate enlighten entertain and today on cool your heels with host Lillian Caldwell, our special guest is Tom Schwab. So Tom, please tell everybody who you are and what you do. Well, Lillian, thank you for having me here. Um, I'm an engineer by degree, but I'm really a marketer at heart. I uh, lead a company called Interview Valet that helps brands and businesses get their message out there. Because really, I believe today, you know, the biggest problem people have, companies have, is obscurity, right? There's so many people that you yes. could help if they just knew about you. And this idea of breaking through the noise, I actually think is laughable. I think most of the time we're just adding to the noise and that uh, we need to have more conversations with our potential customers. Well, I believe after reading a lot of the material that comes through the station, that the marketing strategies that companies were using before the pandemic no longer apply. And they tell you pretty much that for the coming year in 2023, one of the biggest marketing strategies a company can use is artificial intelligence. How do you feel about that? I definitely agree with that things are changing, right? Every tactic has an expiration date, right? What worked five years ago, 10 years ago, won't work today. And it becomes everybody's using it. I think there is a place for artificial intelligence, um, but I think it's to help people, not to replace people. So, you know, still it's the conversations, but there's things that artificial intelligence can do from chat, chat bots, things like that. Uh, but uh, I think I'm not sure that AI uh, is at the point yet for most companies and most individuals where you won't know whether or not you're talking to a bot or a person. And at the end of the day, people want to talk with a person. Uh, so I think it's a great way to help people, uh, but not replace people at this point. The second topic that they suggested that would work for marketing is your content. And the material that you have within your content, and it should be more of a resource or sources for your individual audience and to be targeting what you're presenting to your particular audience, which some companies still have not decided who they're trying to market to. I I totally agree with you on that. There's that whole thing of content is king, but context is God, right? It could be the small G. It could be the best content ever, but if it's not for the right audience, it's meaningless, right? If I'm looking to get ready for retirement here and somebody gives me this great content about, you know, um, having my first child, well, you missed that by about uh, 35 years right now, right? So you've got to be very, very targeted on there. And then there's the other thing of being helpful, right? Nobody goes to the internet saying, I want to be sold something. No, they will go there because they want their problem solved, right? They want to be entertained, but they also want their problem solved. So those people that can share those resources, answer the questions that people ask, those are the ones that are going to earn that respect, that know, like, and trust 
and that's going to lead to to actually sales. Okay, so when a person may come to you and say, Tom, I'm I just started my company, I've done the research, but my products, my services, anybody can use them. How do you advise them to find that niche? And they do need to find a niche, otherwise they won't be able to sell anything to anyone. Yeah, so there's that whole thing of the riches are in the niches. And yes. when somebody comes to me and says, oh, you know, everybody needs this. Or I can think of, uh, we worked with a, we do a lot of virtual book tours. And somebody said, oh, you know, everybody should read my book. Well, no, you've really got to get narrowed down on that. And I think some of it is the research that you do, right? Um, you know, yeah. but the ultimate research, the ultimate experts are your customers, right? So we've all got an opinion, right? Consultants, coaches, you know, they've all got opinions, but the experts are the ones that are, are voting with their dollars and their time, right? So they'll tell you what they love and what they loathe. So as you're going out there in pre-market testing, right? See who, who responds to it most, right? Um, who are your, uh, there's a great book called Super Consumers uh, by Eddie Yoon. What you want to go after is your super consumers, those people that will become evangelists for it, that love it, that will have a high lifetime value, not just people that may try it once and go on from there. So I think a lot of it is the research that you do before is made better and better as time goes on. And let me give you an example of this, Lillian. We had a gentleman that came to us. He was a, uh, a CPA, a, a tax advisor, and he was a in Long Island in 2008, he almost got wiped out by the economy because everybody that was his customers was brick and mortar on Long Island. And so he told yeah. us, I, I want to be diversified. I want to have 50 different clients in 50 different states. And I don't want any two of them to be in the same industry. So we start going out, getting him on different podcasts. And about three months in, he's on a podcast for dentists. And Lillian, this is like fish in a barrel. Uh, he got so many leads and customers from it. We're yes. like, you do, you do great with, um, with dentists. And he's like, oh, you know, they're, they're professionals. They're recession proof. They've got good cash flow. I love working with dentists. Well, for the next six months, all the podcasts he were on had to do with dentists right now, 80% of his business is just focused on dentists. So sometimes it's, you do that research but then you've got to go out into the marketplace and, and listen to what they tell you. And when you've got somebody that, uh, you know, is a super consumer consumer that wants to buy everything you have, wants to pay for a premium price that they, you know, you love working with them. Well, then double down on that. A lot of my material suggests that you should be targeting your marketing towards the generation Z years. And the Xers, the millennials, not so much because the millennials apparently don't want to spend money. I don't know. I'm not a millennial. I'm over that stage. But I do know my son is in that group. He was born in 73. And I know that although they have some kind of retirement plan in action, they tend to spend more for the moment and make sure their kids have what they need rather than 
the way I was taught to put money aside for a rainy day. And I think it's because the generations are separate. We came out of the World War II generation, whereas they come out of a generation that no wars were going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so as, I, I really so think you as have a to, result. I'm sorry, I didn't mean right. to interrupt. No, go right ahead. Oh, I, I I thought the question that you were going for is like, how do you target or who should you target? Um, well, how do you target is by, because a lot of them say, well, you should do it by age. I mm -hmm. mean, when you look at the Google Analytics, for example, which is supposed to help you with your marketing, they give you a breakdown of the ages of their dominant market. And most of my dominant market is between 35 and 45 which sort of shocked me. Well, I would ask, is that because of the channels that you're using also? I think it's important to first think of who you want to talk to and then talk through those channels. Like, for example, the painter that we use, um, I love this guy. He's He gets it done. He's affordable. He's easy to work with. I don't think he's got his cell phone number any place. He doesn't have a website. The only places that he ad, uh, advertise is like this little local newspaper. And he's like all of his customers that he likes working with, he says are typically 50 and above, right? And he's like, that's my art. That's my, um, that's my medium. And so he goes through there and it works really, really well for him. Now, if he was trying to, to target Gen Z nationally, that's not going to work for him. I, I think of early on, uh, my, um, my daughter came to me when she was in middle school and she says, dad, you need to be on Instagram. And I asked her, well, honey, why? And she said, because everyone's on it. And I said, well, who's everyone? And she said, well, me and all my friends. Well, at that point, you know, she was right. It was much, much younger audience and, you know, middle schoolers were not my audience. So I'm like, yeah, I don't need to be on that one. You know, um, so often you can figure out who you want to talk to and use the proper channels, right? If you're going for a younger audience, yes. you know, Instagram, right? If you're going for a more professional audience, um, LinkedIn, right? If you're going for yes. an older audience now, it's almost Facebook. It's Facebook. Yes. Because those kids grow up and they remember things mm -hmm. and they sort of associate what you're doing. I mean, when my grandson figured out what I did for a living, took him a while, he now has, uh, has his dad turn on the computer and sets it on my program. And I, you know, and Ben says, there's nothing here that's going to hurt him. And I said, no. And he's a smart kid. So he has two older twin sisters at 16. So you know he's been raised by them as well. So he listens. And mm -hmm. when I come, he starts asking me questions about the programs. But that's the exception rather than the rule. However, there are kids who do that. And it will help you with your marketing because kids tell their parents what's going on. They do. And sometimes there's the, the influencers that you have to get to like kids, you know, uh, Christmas is, is a great example, right? Uh, I yes. don't know a whole lot of young, really small kids that have the disposable income to buy all the Christmas presents. 
but boy, they can sure influence the people that do buy them. So sometimes yes. it's, ta it's talking to the, um, the influencer. Sometimes it's talking to the person that's actually purchasing them. Absolutely. I mean, my granddaughters know that whenever we go to Barnes and Noble, they can really get their marketing books out of me because I'm a real pushover and they know it, especially when it comes to books. So they don't worry about that avenue. That's what that's what grandma called us. She buys us books. They love it. It's OK with me. I was brought up with books, but they know their target market. Mm -hmm. And I think kids can realize what who their target markets are. And I think teens and young adults can do all the same thing. Why can't they then translate it into business? Yeah, and I think the the lessons for marketing and the lessons of business, while the tactics have changed, you know, with technology, I don't think the core strategy has changed. And I've often joked and, and said that I think my grandfather, God rest his soul, would be better suited for business today than my grandchildren. Because while my grandchildren may understand um, the technology, you know, how to use TikTok, how to use Twitter, um, you know, how to do email, I don't know that they always understand the strategy of why are you doing it? What are you trying to communicate? How does this help a sale? Right. And, uh, you know, yes. um, you know, my grandfather knew that you talk to people, you do relationships, um, you know, so he would, uh, maybe he'd get invited to the country club or the rotary club to speak. Well, you know, today that might not be as, as common, but heck you could get invited to somebody's Instagram live or their podcast interview or have your own podcast. So it's the same strategy. It's just different techniques and, and different avenues for it. And I think that that's where it's lacking for a lot of the small businesses is that if you're on Main Street, people eventually will show up in your shop, whether they're window shopping or somebody refers you. But when you're on the internet, when you're online, you have to make those connections, collaborations with other businesses and be able to communicate what you want of them and what they want of you and then work it out. So both of you are benefiting it. And I think a lot of small businesses online have that problem because they really don't know how to present their marketing needs to translating into obtaining clients. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you on that. It's like uh, today it's so focused on tactics, right? Well, I need to be on this platform. I need to be on this platform. Somebody says that I need to, um, you know, do Facebook advertising or you name it. There's, there's millions of places you could spend your marketing dollars. The biggest thing is just taking a step back and trying to explain it to, you know, how would you explain this to your, to your grandfather or your grandchild on how this helps build that relationship with the customer and how that actually turns into, um, into sales. Right. Um, often I hear people talk about, well, you know, it's brand awareness. Everyone will know me. Well, I just want my customers to know me or my potential customers. Uh, I want, I want to, to stand out with them when they're getting ready to buy. And not only that, then you have to turn and get their name on the dotted line. 
so that you actually make a sale. And that I'm keeping my eye on it. Uh, and that is the most difficult thing for a lot of companies to do once uh, to get the person to sign and then agree to work with you. And I yeah. have the contract. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, there's a great line that says marketers mess up everything, right? We started with uh, billboards and then it became, you know, just uh, site pollution. We started with uh, the phone and then we turned into robocalls, email turned into spam. So I think as time goes on, people get more and more cautious or skeptical of businesses. And so with that, um, you know, you have to do what you promise. And the other thing too is, you know, if you can have somebody vouch for you, that's so powerful, right? That used to be whatever it was, better business bureau seal, or uh, it could be customer reviews now or being seen on somebody else's program. Um, and so you're sort of introduced by somebody they already know, like, and trust. So you stand out, not just being another person that uh, is on the internet. Exactly. Well, Tom, we're going to have to wrap it up, but don't worry, listeners, we're going to bring Mr. Schwab back to continue this conversation. I know personally that marketing is my weak spot and it's something I need to shore up. Thank you all very much for listening to Cool Your Heels with host Lillian Caldwell and her special guest, Tom Schwab. You can hear it all over again at our website, just put in passionateworldtalkradio.com and it'll take you right there to the blog. And you can also listen to the audio on our radio station. And it airs 24-7. The link is provided on the website. It's also on linkedin.com forward slash passionateworldradio, youtube.com forward slash passionateworldradio, underline PW Talk Radio, also on twitter.com forward slash PWR Network, facebook.com forward slash PWR Network. Thank you all very much for listening. And remember, if you have questions about marketing, go to Tom. Tom, where can they find you? Yes, uh, just go to interview valet with a V.com forward slash, or uh, just interview valet.com. And, um, I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm the only Tom Schwab on all of Kalamazoo. So you can connect with me there also. Great. Thank you all very much for listening. And remember, please keep listening. Thank you and have a great day.